0: Church, today, I want to invite you to take your Bible and open with me to the Gospel of John. If you have a Bible, and there should be one in front of you, or you can access the one on your phone, I want to invite you to open with me to the Gospel of John. And I want to ask you to look with me at chapter 21. John chapter 21 As pastors prepare to preach this weekend, many are focusing on the crucifixion, some are focusing on the trial of Jesus, others are focusing on the resurrection, and this Sabbath I chose to focus on the third appearance of when Jesus came to his disciples. This is after his resurrection, and if you look at verse 14 of John 21, this explains what event we are looking at. John 21, verse 14, the Bible says this is now the what time? The third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Now, before we begin this, I want to just give a little bit of background. How many of you have close friends still from college? In other words, or, or it doesn't have to be college. It could be high school. You know, you, have, you went through four years together, and you still have friends from that time. Does, does anybody have that? I do. Some of my closest friends were from my college years. Because if you spend four years with someone, there is going to be inevitably a bond with that person. Does that make sense? And you have to remember that Jesus had been with his disciples for almost four years, three and a half years he spent with them. And now he's gone. They knew he resurrected. But I want you to pick up the story with me in verse 21, chapter 21, verse 1. I want you to notice. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Now, I don't want anybody to be confused. The Sea of Tiberias is simply another name for the Sea of Galilee. And I know that you know this, but the Sea of Galilee is where Jesus, you know, walked on the water and Peter walked out to him. This is where they've had miracles happen and this is the place where Jesus had spent time with his disciples. Now, You have to know that the disciples had witnessed Jesus' death in Jerusalem. They witnessed it. And after they saw his death from Jerusalem to where they are now in the Sea of Galilee, it's about 60 to 80 miles. Now, please don't miss this. In those days, you didn't just, you know, get an Uber or, you know, get a bus. They walked. They walked, they traveled from Jerusalem to the Sea of Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee. And you can understand that even though they knew Jesus was risen, Jesus was not physically present with them, and they missed him. Now, if you look at verse 2, the Bible tells us that there were seven disciples there. And look at verse 3. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. Now, I don't want you to forget that Peter, James, John, these men, their original occupation was that they were what? They were fishermen. They were fishermen, right? And please don't miss this point When we don't have Jesus with us, it's natural for us to go back to our old lives and our old way of living. Does that make sense? If you want to know how spiritual you are right now, examine your life. Because when we don't have Jesus in our lives, when we're not walking with Jesus, it's very easy to slip back into your old way of life. And you know, folks, these disciples, they weren't despondent because they knew Jesus had risen. The fact is that Jesus wasn't with them. And so the Bible tells us in verse 3, they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught how much? Nothing. Now... I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you know this, but Jesus, when he called his disciples, he called them to a different kind of fishing. Do you remember that? Because he said to them, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. So in other words, in the analogy of the work of God's church, Jesus compared the work of sharing the gospel to fishing for men. I want you to know that we as a church, we are getting ready to fish for men. I don't know if you knew that, but as of this past Thursday, 30,000 flyers arrived at a post office in this area. In the next days and weeks, they will be passed out to certain households. And you might say that we are casting the net. Does that make sense? We're casting the gospel net. And please, this is a very important principle because without Jesus, you cannot catch any fish. Isn't that true? And I, and I don't mean just as a church. I'm talking individually. We can invite, we can give the flyer, we can tell people about it. We can even post it on Facebook but if we don't have the living presence of Jesus in our lives, we will not catch any fish. I can tell you that if someone loves Jesus and you, you interact with them, you can feel that they love Jesus. Does that make sense? You can feel it. And I want you to know that people can tell. Yes, you might, you might do your part. And I don't want to discourage that. We should all do our part to invite people. But make no mistake. If we don't have Jesus' presence with us, we cannot catch fish. We just can't. The Bible says, look with me at verse 4, but when, G- the, when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Now, I'm going to give you two two facts. Number one, the disciples were sad because someone who had lived and been with them for three and a half years was gone. They were happy that he was resurrected, but he wasn't physically with them. And if you go fishing all night and you don't catch a single fish, let me tell you, that's discouraging, okay? If even if Jesus was still with them, but obviously this is not how the story plays out, but they did not catch a single fish all night. That's discouraging. And let me tell you, friends, when we're discouraged, it's very easy not to recognize that Jesus is still watching over us. Did you know that Jesus was on the shore, but they didn't know it? He was watching them, but they didn't know. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you are a pastor or if you are an elder. It doesn't matter if you have been a Christian all your life. When we get discouraged, it's very easy to forget that Jesus is still watching us to make sure that we're okay. And so if you're here today, if you're watching and you feel like, man, life is just difficult right now, please don't forget, those disciples through their discouragement could not see that Jesus was still caring and watching out for their good. And he still is looking out for your good and for my good. Amen? So now we come to verse 5. Then Jesus said unto them, children, have you any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the what side? On the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. You know, I, I love fishing. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, when I grew up, I was fishing with these kinds of reels where you just push a button when you throw it, and then the line just goes out. That's pretty easy. Like, you just, you know, you, you go like this, and you press the button, and the string goes out, and, you know, everything goes out. When I got a little older, I graduated to the spin casting reels, okay? Some of you ladies are looking at me like I'm talking Chinese, but anyway. And then when, when I got a little bit older, I actually, just a few years ago, like, like seven years ago, I graduated to fly fishing. Okay, now let me tell you, fly fishing is really hard. Like, you got to pull this stuff out, then you got to like whip it in this pattern. And I was whipping off flies at supersonic speeds because it's like you know a bullwhip. Like you end up whipping it, and you're not supposed to do that. And I was losing these five, six, seven dollar flies at an alarming rate. Well, I went fishing at Yellowstone in uh, Montana or Wyoming, whichever state it's in. But anyway, I was there, and it was, it was like the middle of summer. It was June, and I could see these brown trout. They were like a foot, a foot and a half big. I could see them swimming all along the edge of this lake in Yellowstone. It's called Joffe Lake. Someday you might, you know, visit Yellowstone, and you can go there. So, I, you know, I, I threw out the fly and, you know, like trying to, like, make it dance on the water, and these fish didn't care at all. It was like they, it's like they knew that I was fake. You know, it's like they knew, like, okay, guys, like, don't go for any of this bait because this guy is fishing. So I, I, and you know what, as soon as that didn't work, then I switched to my old reels. I started spin casting. I was using, like, trout lures. I was doing everything. And, like, people would come by, and this is the question that all fishermen hate. Did you catch anything? look, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. See, if a fisherman catches something, he doesn't want anybody to come to his spot because that's a good spot. That's a hot spot, you know? So if you, if, so he doesn't want to tell you that this is a good spot, but if you didn't catch anything, that's also kind of embarrassing too, you know? So when Jesus said to them, Hey, did you guys, by the way, did Jesus know the answer to that question? Don't forget this. Jesus never asked a question in the Bible that he doesn't know the answer to. Does that make sense? Jesus knew that they didn't catch anything. He knew that. So why did he ask? Because Jesus wanted them to remind them that in their own strength, in their own effort, their own toiling all night without him, It would be of no avail. And then he tells them, cast the net on the right side of the ship. In that classic book, The Desire of Ages, we are told that the right side was the side that Jesus was on. And so when they cast their net on the right side, they were casting it to the side that Jesus was on. And look at what the Bible says, they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now, that's a good problem. Now, I have not gone tuna fishing, but I know there's people in this room right now that have gone tuna fishing. And tuna, depending on how big of a tuna you catch, you know, some men in here might not be strong enough to to actually pull that in because those are very, very powerful fish. But do you realize that here the disciples, they, they caught so much fish, the Bible says that they were struggling. They were not able to draw it. Now, this is when the disciples knew that this was Jesus. This is the moment that they discovered, hey, this is Jesus. And you know, folks, I want to draw a lesson from this point because Jesus had cast the net on the right side. When you do what Jesus says to do, he will give you success if you do what he says. I know that some of you are facing financial challenges. But I I guarantee you, If you return a faithful tithe and offering to God, God promises that he will take care of you financially. God promises it because to return your tithes and offerings is to cast your net on the right side. It's to do what Jesus said to do. Amen? You know, Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Friends, we as a church are casting our net on the right side. We are doing what Jesus said to do. When these seminars begin, as a church, we are fulfilling what Jesus asked us to do by sharing the gospel with people in this community. Amen? I want to challenge you to cast your net on the side where Jesus is. When you wake up in the morning, don't just flip on the TV. Don't just, you know drink your morning brew or whatever you do, first, take time to pray and to open your Bible. Because when you do that, when you cast your net on the right side where Jesus is, God will bless that day with success because you cast your net on his side. Amen? I wanna just finish with one more passage here. John 21, look with me at verse 9. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread. If you've worked all night, and I used to have a father. Well, I still have him, I should, that sounded, but my, my father used to work the night shift at General Motors. So he worked in Linden, New Jersey and he worked the night shift. And it's weird, when you work the night shift, You know, you're sleeping when everyone else is working or is up. And then when everyone is sleeping, you're working. And it's hard. They say that people that work the night shift, even though it's the same amount of hours you age faster because your body is like it's flipped you know you're 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 not supposed you know your body's not supposed to be awake when everyone is sleeping and you can imagine how exhausted they were tired just you know unhappy because of this lack of of catching anything now the bible tells us that when they come there they find jesus he has the food He has bread, and he's ready to provide for them. You know, when I read this, I thought to myself, this this is how God is. This is how God is. When we step out in faith and we do what he asks, when we are willing to cast our net on the rights. By the way, if you didn't catch anything all night, and then some stranger on the shore says, hey, try this spot. Does it make sense? that it takes some faith to say, hey, okay, I'll try. Because they could have said, you know what? We are professional fishermen. This is what we do. We are the experts at this. But no, they said, okay, we'll try it. And then Jesus brings them to the shore. I should say Jesus provides for them this feast waiting for them to eat. You know, Jesus, if we cast our net on the side that Jesus is on, Jesus is going to take care of us. And I cannot tell you how reassuring that is. Just this week, just this week, um, my wife and I were talking. In my family, my wife handles all the money. And she said, look, we owe this this bill, this bill, this bill, this bill, this bill. This is like a total of you know, big money. And she said, what are we going to do? And I didn't know what to say because, I mean, that's a lot of money. But one thing I knew is that my wife makes sure whenever we get paid, she always takes out tithes and she always takes out the offering. The very next day, Uncle Sam sent me a stimulus check. (laughs) But I'd like to think that God knew what we needed before we even thought we needed it, you know? So I want to challenge you today. Cast your net on the side that Jesus is on. Because if you do, Jesus is going to take care of you. Folks, we're getting ready to start a series. If you can pray for it, that would be great. If you can come, that would be even better. And if you can pray for those flyers and for the people that are going to respond, that would be the best. I want to challenge you as we begin this outreach for the community to please join together to support what God wants to do in this community. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads with me as we close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you because... You died on behalf of our sins. You rested in the tomb on the Sabbath. You rose again to intercede for us. And you showed your disciples once more that as long as they cast their net on your side, they would be wildly successful and you would provide for them. Lord, today... Help us to be willing to cast our net on your side, to just be willing to do whatever you say you want us to do. Lord, thank you for the Sabbath, for this beautiful weather. Thank you for all of your saints watching online or here today in your sanctuary. And for those that couldn't be here, may your blessing be upon them. For we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.